What are we going to do? Start recording. Hello, Mitchell. Hello. Yes. We're going to start recording. Hello, Dave. Welcome to Sad Party. Well, you know, I was thinking about it the other day. We, <coughs> ne- we never say that. We never say... We never say, say what the podcast yeah, is. We, don't, we do sometimes, but then sometimes we but don't. But then I think about it, and I'm like, anyone who's listening to us is already listening to us. We're not getting so, new listeners anymore. Yeah, so if we were doing... We've got the suckers that <laughs> came in at the start, so and they're just If we were doing, like, away. radio ads or something like that, then you go, welcome to Sad Party, or something crap Do like, like the that. radio... What are they called? A radio re... Something like that. Yeah. Restart. They just always say, "Oh, reset, reset, yeah. radio reset." Yeah. So every three minutes, so you're on side party. It's three minutes to the hour, and blah blah blah. Yeah. And the tr- <laughs> Artie Pie in the sky with the traffic. <laughs> it's fucked on the Point Cook Bend. <laughs> <laughs> Point Cook Man out in force. <laughs> I promised you. Point Cook Man has crashed his truck upside down on the Point Cook Bend. Traffic is banked up back to Geelong. And. Passes by have said he's been shot in the face. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, um, Point Cork Trady angry at being late for work and shot the man in the face <laughs> and thrown a sausage roll what, at him. What do you reckon the, main, sauce. the main trade of huh? a Point Cook Trady would be? Uh, meth concreter or meth cooker? Concreter or a brickie? Yeah, probably. Not that there's anything wrong with concreters or brickies. No, but, no, but you know. There is things wrong with Point Cooks. So. <laughs> um. On the last podcast, I promised you I'd tell you about the stupid injuries my dad's had. You know, we were talking about... Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Seeing your dad Getting injuries. Seeing your dad hurt. It sucks. This is before I was born, but dad... It doesn't cr- count. Well, I'll just tell you, just to preface it. This, my dad crashed his motorbike. Preface. Yeah. You said preface. I'd say preface. That's a preface. You don't injure your fuss. It's face. <laughs> F-A-C-E. <laughs> so I'm going to Go preface it by... Okay. This... This is about jeez. Now that I think about it, this is around the time I was conceived, so this probably explains a lot. Um, Dad crashed his motorbike um, in the Black Spur. He went off a cliff backwards. He hit the brakes, cut into a corner, and the back stepped out. And he kind of high sided backwards off a cliff on an XS eleven hundred, like a big two hundred and fifty kilo road bike. Yeah. And he landed on the ground, and the bike landed on his head, and it burst all the capillaries in his eyes. And mum said the whites of dad's eyes were black for like six months. Like he had completely what? black eyes because it hit his head and banged things up in his head that hard that all the whites of his People eyes People will were... go see a tattoo artist for that now. Exactly. <laughs> and um, when he did it, he bit his tongue lengthways and his tongue was forked like a snake. So he had he black eyes. He did the full body mod. Full yeah, body mod so he, before it yeah, was cool. Exactly. He did the full body mods before it was cool. <laughs> And now that I think about it, that was around the time that I was conceived. So that means... Well, there's, no better, there's, no, there's no better aphrodisiac than some black eyes and a forked so tongue. So with black eyes and a forked tongue... How could your mum like, resist? Yeah, mum's just like, oh, I better leave your sauce in me now. So, <laughs> but, oh, it's just messed up. But I remember just talking about injuries he's had since, um, since I've been around. I remember he... Um, he crashed his dirt bike once and he doesn't wear gloves because I don't know if you've seen my dad's hand. Yeah, you, massive. You, you met my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His hands make mine look like I've shook, I've shook those fucking things. <laughs> exactly. So he can't wear gloves because he can't get any gloves that fit. So It's like those bird-eating tarantulas hanging off his arms. <laughs> it looks like if you've got baseball bits and trimmed the stitch yeah. in between the things. But he crashed his bike and he knocked himself silly and he tore open a big flap of meat on the back of his hand. It was probably about five mil thick. And my uncle goes... Chubb, because everyone calls him Chubb. Oh, Chubb, look at your hand. And Dad looked at it, and it was about probably the size of a 20-cent piece on the back of his hand. It was still held on about five and a thick. He grabbed it and just bites it off, spits it on the ground. 
And still to this day, he's got a hollow in the back of his hand that he can actually put water in that and just sit there with the water in. And on that same hand, he's also got a scar on his palm in the shape of the 240-volt power socket because he... um, This is, again, before I was born, but he... My granddad is... You know you get old wogs and that sort of stuff that have got money, but they're extreme tight asses. They don't fix anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, He had an extension lead because he... He had a battery charger permanently mounted in his boat because he wouldn't buy a new battery because a new battery is too expensive. So he mounted the battery charger in the boat and put a power point in the boat. So there's a power point on the wall and a power yeah. point in the boat. So he made an extension lead that had the male plugs at both ends. Oh, nice. Yes. And when my dad was younger, he's scratching his hand. He's like 16. So I was scratching his hand with the extension lead plug thinking that that's the, the male end. It's not plugged into anything. And it happened to be at the time when the granddad flicked it on because he was going to plug it into the wall. And Dad thought he had that. And it electrocuted him, zapped him in the hand, and it burnt the three prongs into his hand all the way down to the bone. So still to this what day, 50 fuck? years later, he's got the three prong scar <laughs> on his palm. Yeah, he's a bit special, that one. So, yeah. Jesus Christ. But yeah, when, when you see your... Is it, or, yeah. the, or the bog... Was it your uncle? Um, my, your granddad. My granddad, yeah. Who's special? Your dad or the granddad? I actually think it's like, more. I'm not gonna lie. I'm special. scared to trace our family tree because It'll I feel go like up a tree. There's gonna be lots of crisscrossing. I think. <laughs> I think there's a lot of crisscrossing in our family because you've met you met my cousins. They're like uh, they're uh, all like six four Wall? six six. I think I met Wally. Wally's my uncle, and then my cousins are like six four six six. They're that's all huge. monsters. Yeah, yeah, they're huge, and I'm the only one in the family that's small. And even though I have big hands. My uncle calls me baby hands because I've got the smallest hands in the, out of all it's the hands. It's a three-tailed glove or whatever you're on. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. So um, they're all behemoths. And my my grandma, my dad used to always refer to her as being built like a fridge with a head because she's where <laughs> she's where all the size in our family comes from. Like a like, Romanian weightlifter. She, she had a job. When they first moved to Australia, she had a job working at Holden putting the disc brakes on the cars because... A lot of the, my dad used to run the production line at Holden. Yeah. And um That went she, pretty well, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and so she like a lot of the guys were pussing out because they couldn't hold the disc up in place and get the caliper on. So he got his mum a job there and her job for years was putting disc brakes on these cars. Like yeah, so that's that's where all the wombatness comes from in our family. Anyway, so you got anything good and exciting to tell me? I mean Oh, I'm gonna ride um I'm riding dirt this weekend. Really? Where yeah. else? Uh, Ballarat. Riding dirt's scary. Yeah. I've, I've, done never, for I've never really ridden dirt. I've ridden... I think the last time I rode dirt... Do you know... Do you remember Rochi back in the yeah, day? Yeah, I remember Rochi. In Mumble? Claw, Claw broke his leg there. Those jumps yeah. were so... So, Claw, if you're listening, Rochi's trails represent. Yeah, that was so fun. <laughs> I'm going to message Claw right now and say Rochi's trails. Anyway, so... Yeah, I, wrote, right. I reckon I rode him when I was 18. Like, that was the last time I rode him. I'm 29 now. So, yeah. yeah, 11 years ago was the last time I rode dirt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, it's going to be... um, It's going to be a bit of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, but I've painted Credence logos on my mod frame, so I'm good to go. So yeah, I don't, I don't tra- understand tra- those references, really. So. Yeah, you're too old. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> if you said I, I painted Mad Matt on my frame, then I yeah, don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, so we need to we need to watch some BMX videos, some old ones. Yeah, definitely. Not well, you need to watch some new ones, and I need to watch some old ones. We need to do like well, a I see a lot of new ones because everything these days new is basically just web edits. Well, no. Although a Garrett Reynolds web edit is worth watching. That's a web edit that even though I don't ride BMX much anymore, 
Um, my brother always sends me links. If Alex Ham does a web edit or um, Garrett Reynolds does a web edit, he sends it to me because he knows I'll appreciate it. Yeah. That um, <coughs> Alex Ham guy is ridiculous. Alex is amazing. I remember... He's like a wizard. I remember Pete telling me when, when Alex was like 12, 13 years old um, and he first got on Colony, Pete said to me, he goes, Alex Ham, you mark my words, will be the best writer in the world. And what do you know? He was pretty much the best writer in the world. Not far off. He's bloody amazing. He's not far off. He's yeah. still going, yeah. It's just... I don't know, like, Colony has such a kick-ass team, and they've always had, like, Clint, who owns Colony, Clint's always been one of the best people, and he's always had this, I remember when he first started Colony, and was just starting to get the ball rolling, he even said at the time, he goes, I don't really care that much about people going in competitions, I don't really care that much about how good a writer people are, he goes, I just care, as long as they're mates, like, as long as they're yeah. one of my mates, and if... If I could be mates with them, then I'll have them on the team. And the big, that's a, <clears throat> the biggest thing with any sort of yeah. sponsorship. Like, no one really... Exactly, like, yeah. It's even with, like, Moto. Like, yeah. no one cares if you... Like, no one gives a shit if you're running fourth in the VIX. Yeah, exactly. great. Like, no one actually gives a shit. Like, exactly. it's just if you can... If you're personable and you talk to people at the track, it makes yeah. people, like... Exactly. Well, see... More interested. Like, the same thing as if you talk to kids at the, the skate park. Yeah. Like, it's the same... See, a uh, good mate of ours, Brent Brady, um, got yeah, the bronze, geez, bronze that? Romaniacs. Oh, like, I think, no, won, no, won, won the bronze won class. The prologue. Yeah, won the bronze class prologue at Romaniacs. Like, that's awesome. Ridiculous. But Brent, he was, you got to remember, up until recently, he was a jet skier. Yeah. <laughs> like, he I was remember, a jet skier who yeah. had, like, decided yeah. to ride minibikes for a day and get the world record on <laughs> a minibike. He, he rode moto back in the day. And I remember in about, must be in about the year 2000, he broke his femur really bad. Like, a big break. Yeah. And yeah, I because I used to when I was working at the motorbike shop in Dandenong like not twenty years ago, he um he was a customer there and I knew him anyway. Him, his dad, and my dad were mates. And I remember he broke his leg and I just didn't see him for a while. And then I'd bump into him and he was riding jet skis and he he said he said to me at the time he goes, "You and your brother would both do really good riding jet skis, but I don't recommend it because it sucks. Who's <laughs> <laughs> riding jet skis sucks, but um because it just hurts. You just yeah, like, yeah. He said I mean, you're like, falling out. Of, there's no you're just like yeah. jumping off waves." He said, because, because your nose into the water, he said it's like doing a belly whacker off a third story houseboat over and over and over all yeah, day. Yeah, and all you got to see exactly a life jacket to cop it in the face. It. I love that he's just killing it on a dirt bike because he's he's so bloody determined. Like yeah. I remember when I first rode with him when he started riding off road stuff. Well, Kingo's over there with him as yeah, well. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I've ridden with Kingo, and um, when I first started riding with Brady, I was like, he was a, a bit sort of. This sounds like I'm sticking a knife in, but I'm not. He was He's awesome, but he was a bit sort of sketchy at first, only because he hadn't ridden hills. He'd been riding jet skis. He'd been yeah. used to flat ground. There's not many hills in the ocean. No. So, and um, But then within about a minute, a minute and a he's half, fine. maybe, he's just awesome. And then just keeps getting better and better. So now I'm stoked for That's him. That's insane. Yeah. To go, yeah, to cruise halfway across the world, just so another good. country. Yeah. And, just... and got to remember, like... Then he's got their... F- what, how long is Romanians? Four days? Yeah, something The actual like race. So that, that was just the prologue, but the... Yeah, that was just the prologue. Like... That is one Not race. just the prologue, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah the prologue the is... Prologue. The prologue is my favourite part. Like that, is that know, where they go through the streets and yeah, they've got all that like, fucked up yeah. shit? You know the stuff I like writing. You can picture it like... That's what I, I saw a video ride. of Kingo and he was doing it and it was raining and it's just like wet, yeah. slicker, it's slippery, just, slippery it's just fucking death. But, and it's funny because I... Like I've said it... I think I might have even said this on the podcast. I've said it a couple of times. I want to make Ninja Cross. I want to make like Ninja Warrior stuff. But Ninja dirt, Cross. But dirt bikes... Seriously, like the prologue course, but people go through and have like screwed up obstacles people are going to try and get through. I reckon it would be really fun. And then can we do Cranbourne Ninja Cross where they steal your bike and you're going to chase them? <laughs> exactly. 
Oh, jeez. I, I just got a message from the wife. I've cooked up plenty of beef ragu with rice if you boys want some. Delightful. And she said, if you don't want that, there's also pumpkin soup that I've made. Well, she's a good wife. That's, yeah, that's I not, think, not Maybe we should result. cancel the podcast and go eat meat. <laughs> nah, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> the, the meat will still be there. Hopefully. Um... Nah, it's awesome. But um, yeah, I'm stoked for Brady. Like, that's just good as. It's, I'm so stoked that yeah. he did so well there because he deserves it. He bloody works his ass off. Like, oh, he's been training man. a lot and riding heaps and that's nah, good. Not drinking as much VBs. <laughs> I'm sure he's probably still smashing the VBs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, nah, it's good. And it's funny, like, that someone who, like, he's a plumber. Like, it's not like his full-time job is racing a motorbike or anything yeah. like that, but he's over on the other side just of the Just on holiday, just yeah, killing it. Yeah, yeah. Good. that's so good. But, uh, I'm hanging to ride with him when he gets back. I really want to ride my bike again. I, I keep looking at it, and I'm like, I need to ride that. It's over there, ready to go. It's in better yeah. than mine at the moment, so. <laughs> it's a good bike. But, um, I don't know, between... I, I think I'll just talk about things. I think I'll just talk about riding my BMX, and I'll no, talk we'll about fixing we'll the motorbike. Yeah. Yeah, what I really want to do on the motorbike, um, me and my brother have been talking about it, just going free riding. I just really want to go for just free riding. I don't care about going for a proper trail ride. I want to just go exploring. And find jumps. Yeah, some, find of, shit some of the backburned areas and stuff, find drop-offs, and um, yeah, be good. Anyway, um, like anything else it. exciting been happening? Well, I I'm think just going to check my notes and see well, if I've written anything down. Yeah, because um, I kind of want to get a camera. Like a photo camera? Photo camera? Yeah, because I borrowed a few of the boys' ones yeah. over the weekend. I actually quite enjoy taking photos. I enjoy it, is, it. it is fun. I still, fun. I still... But I don't... But then I looked at um, getting one and I was like, oh yeah, that's not too bad for a camera. And then the lenses are like two grand. Realistically? That's ludicrous. You can shoot good photos with a phone these days. You've got a new phone. You can actually shoot pretty damn good yeah, photos no, with well, a phone. Yeah, no, well, don't even want to fuck with a phone. I... You know what's funny? <laughs> A while ago, I actually found a clip-on fisheye lens for iPhones. Yeah, I have one of them in my old phone. Oh, really? Yeah. It's called a death lens. You just yeah. like... Um... Well, that, that's a death lens. That lens there, that's a, that's what a proper century death lens is. That oh. lens there is worth a fortune. They're like 1300 bucks for that lens. So, really? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's just People can't see it because right now I'm pointing at it, but you can see you can get it so close and it's, yeah, all fisheye. But that's, that's like... Anyone who skated or rode BMX in the 90s and 2000s either had that lens or wanted that lens. I've had that lens alone for like, I think, 15 years. It's so good. Yeah. When I got this new camera, I made a point of getting one with the 37mm aperture so that, that lens would fit. Yeah. yeah. It's good. But um, shooting photos is fun. I remember I used to shoot photos a bit a while ago, but that was back when it was just film cameras. It was just so bloody expensive. But yeah. these days with digital, you can shoot like 12 million photos and it doesn't matter. You, you just go, oh, yeah, you got, like, you haven't got a yeah. stupid roll that you have to That's feel exactly like, right. Yeah. Pretty sure my bro's got a um, Canon EOS 5D kicking around somewhere. So I should borrow it and shoot some photos because photo, shooting photos is fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's sick. And I think what's fun about it is not trying too hard but learn the tech part of it like learn some like important. all the settings yeah, and stuff stops and the apertures and things like that but then but then just messing around and trying different things like not being too serious about it just play around because you always get the best photos when, just, you, when good things yeah, happen yeah, yeah. it's like I remember when we were filming BMX and we'd go out on a mission to film sometimes I remember I went to Adelaide with my mate Nathan Saunders and we were going to film for BMX stuff and it rained the whole time. We're trying to film things and nothing worked and that sort of stuff. And we wasted like a whole weekend and got no clips at all. Yeah. 
But then the next weekend, we just bumped into each other, each other incidentally, and we're just filming at Campbell, and we got these awesome clips. Got like oh, he was doing like speaking of Campbell, yeah, I fucking rode Campbell. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so God. we did like on Sunday we did Hillendale, then Campbell, yeah, and then we went to where we got the other? Oh Knox. I Knox, but the new Knox. Is the old Knox Park still there? I think it is. Yeah, but um, yeah, let's just. But um, I remember when we went there and just film stuff incidentally and we got some amazing clips and it's just funny how it works like that yeah. like but that's I think it's the same with photography like yeah good photographers can go out and go I'm going to get a good shot and then get a good shot but I was never good at it so yeah that's it, fun things just that's work just... better when you just having fun this is cool yeah it's just like when you're sitting around and shooting the shit or whatever you can just fucking do something exactly, like when you yeah. had a ride and you're like oh, I'm just cruising now like at least you got something to do exactly it's like like you saw that stupid thing that I did before with the bike where I spun it around you know, yeah you hold it up and spin around like that was just from messing around. We used to try and do things like that, messing around, and you'd like hop out onto the deck of the mini, land the tail tap, and then spin the bike on its back wheel and grip, catch it by the bars and try and hop and back, back in. Back in. Yeah. Stupid stuff like that. And I think the best control with motorbikes or with BMX comes from messing around. Like with moto, I remember when I started to learn a bit of control and balance on a dirt bike was when I grew up with my at my folks' house. You know, they've got a big backyard. Yeah. Um, me and my brother used to just lay car wheels on their side and just hop over and you'd like bump jump off one and land in a mono and then bump jump off the next one or you'd do like you'd do a rolling stop you'd boot along do a rolling stop you'd kick the back wheel out and land it on a car tyre and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. you'd hit the deck a thousand times but that's the only way you learn stuff where like if you go out to a motocross track and you're just circulating you'll get faster at making lines and that sort of stuff but you don't as far as yeah little bits of control you've got it's to stuff so around. important yeah I remember we we learnt so much BMX stuff like at the front of my folks joint when we were kids there's the traffic islands on the street out the front we learnt just about every BMX trick we know on those traffic islands because it'd be like late at night and we couldn't go to the skate park this is before having car licences and stuff yeah so we'd just go out the front and just ride the, the, the traffic, traffic islands, islands front, and, yeah. and even off the front veranda there I remember Pete learning hop tail whips off the front veranda and like hooking his back wheel on the pole as he's like gone to hot door hop whip off the veranda and that sort of stuff and like he hit the pole <laughs> go over the bars and like but we just learned everything there it's just what yeah. we did like my first 180 was off that veranda and then you go alright well now 180 off the veranda in another spot over the garden bed onto the lawn instead of just straight off it and you just learn all these different things and just messing around yeah it was just so much fun but uh, and the good thing is, like, with my boys, like, they're six and four, and Max is riding BMX a fair bit now, and Wes is starting to ride a little bit, but I'm like, I'll gladly build, like, once Max is old enough to be bunny hopping and trying to do little grinds, I'll build a grind box and put it in this garage, like a little one, and we just have, like, a little half-crank, half yeah. hop up and do a Smith grind, and just practice things like that, and, like, I'm happy to do that, because I have fun doing that anyway, and I know that for the boys messing around like that, not only is it heaps of fun, but that's where you learn stuff. Dude, it's just, and also like that simple stuff is like stuff people don't even think about. Like if I go out to, just say if like I went out to park for the motocross track or whatever, yeah. and we're sitting like on the infield of the track or yeah. whatever, or like a few of the boys or yeah. whatever's riding, I'll like ride up the back of a berm and do a fakie on yeah. my dirt bike. Like you, people are like blown away and I'm like, dude, it's just like, you just practice it a bit and then you can just do it. <laughs> it's funny. It's like how, like you can ride really good. I never see clips of you circulating fast around a track because you know I don't really give a crap about it, but I know if someone films you doing a fakie on your dirt bike, you send it to me. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm like, do I actually it? care? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, um, 
I, re- I think I remember I sent a clip to you ages ago of trying to do like just a BMX style deck manual on my dirt bike. Like I was on like the corner of a, a dirt embankment kind of thing and just like popping out sort of mile yeah. on around and that sort of stuff. That's so because funny. I know I'll do something like that and it's fun doing it. I'm like, I reckon Mitch would like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just how it works. Like like I would, yeah, I wouldn't get a, exactly, I wouldn't like bother sending you a photo of me jumping something or yeah. anything, but if I'm like, yeah, I'm doing like a deck manual or <laughs> doing something, I'm like, how the hell that? Exactly. And it's like, I remember when we were riding Aki's backyard track and I was um, messing around on his tabletop and I'm just like jumping onto the tabletop or jump up and land standing on the seat and mono across the deck of the tabletop yeah, and jump back onto the pegs. Before Axel made it cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And like, and that's the thing, like. I've always done stuff like that. I can remember when I first got my bike license, that was oh, the year 2000. I got my motorbike license and I had, in 2001, I got a WR250F and it was registered, but it wasn't roadworthy. It was all set up yeah. just off-road stuff, but I was just riding around the streets because I'm from Cranbourne. And Cranbourne is That's the what you do. southeastern suburbs version of Point Cook. But I remember <laughs> like standing on the seat... Cranbourne doing, Ninja Cross. Yeah, exactly. Standing on the seat doing monos... For ages, like he just did that. Like he just, you mono, yeah. and four strokes is so easy to mono. And then, but you just go, all right, we'll learn it standing on the seat. And then just try different things. And that's, yeah. you know, I do those monos in circles and things like that. Like I started learning, like ride right down a dead end track and you want to try and turn around, you sort of hop the front wheel around. And I'm like, I wonder if I can do a 360. And then yeah, and once, I do, once I do a mono 360, then I'm like, let's see if I can do two full spins. And I think I've done like, I think the most I've done is like six or seven full spins on the back wheel and just loop out. But and got dizzy and yeah, vomited on the ground. Like but I, I hit the deck hundreds of times doing that, but it's actually a handy skill for the sort of riding we do. It's oh, handy yeah, if you had to do that. Like, then instead of just like, you want to get off your bike and just yank it around yeah, or something. Yeah, <laughs> hop the front around. But, yeah. And the thing is, I remember this guy, Michael, his name is Michael O'Connor. He was a gun road bike racer. He raced like world superbikes and that sort of stuff. I remember him telling me a while ago, I was like, I was a kid when I rode with him. I was like 16. And he goes, oh, um, yeah, you, you ride good and this sort of stuff. How come you didn't do this? I can't remember what it was. It was like, it was like monoing through something, but I did it standing up instead of sitting down. He goes, oh, can you mono sitting down? I go, no, I prefer to mono standing up. He goes, well, you should practice mono and sitting down as well then. So you can do both. And just, it made me sort of think of like, if you've got a certain way that you do things, try it another way as well. Like yeah. I always do mottos in circles to the left because I used to cover the rear brake with my right foot when I do it. But now I do it and I don't even cover the rear brake because I've got the balance to do it. So now I'm trying to do it opposite. Yeah. So I've got no chance of getting to the rear brake if I go to loop out. So I know it's going to hurt, but I'm like, well, at least then I know how to do it the opposite way. So we're doing stuff opposite. I cannot like for the life of me do anything opposite. <laughs> I'm so bad. <laughs> it's good though, but... And it's the same with BMX, like, do you remember, I don't know if he still rides, there was a guy named, I think his name was Danny Hickerson. No, I never it's a BMX, it, at one stage, it got, God, we do another one where we just talk about BMX, but that's fine, <laughs> stuff everyone, you know like BMX and motorbike, I don't even know why you're watching this shit, <laughs> anyway. but I think his name was Danny Hickerson, and he would, I think he's, he didn't really have a natural way that he would spin, and he didn't have a natural way, a natural stance for his feet. Yep. So he'd spin to the right and be left foot forward, but then he'd spin to the left and be right foot forward, but he'd mix it up because then he would then spin to the right, but be right foot forward so then he can do a look back three, and then he'd yeah, land from yeah. that and he'd move his left foot forward and do like a turn down three, but rotate in the same way. And 
I've often thought about it since then. Like, it's too late now because I'm just old and fat and useless and I'm not going to learn. Well, it's not too old, but, too late, but it's so it's but, such a good thing to be able to do. But it's funny because Max is riding BMX and Wes will probably want to ride BMX too. And I'm like, I don't care about them being the best or anything, but I know how much more fun it is to be versatile with things. So yeah, definitely. I think I'd like to teach him because Max is right foot forward. He's comfortable being right foot forward and that's awesome. But I want to make a point of like when he does start jumping and things like he's learning 180s or whatever, I go, oh, try it opposite. Just try different things because then you get the feel for it. Like, yeah. I can remember when I first learned opposite 180s just as a fly out from a mini. And then I was like, oh, maybe you can do a look back in this because the bike's already kicking that way. I could never do look backs good, but I could do a look back 180 fly out to fakie better than I could do a look back because I can't you're jump already, for crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're already yep. in that motion. And I'm like, if I hadn't have tried opposite 180s, I never would have worked that out. That. Yeah, so exactly. It's just fun. Like, I think being versatile with everything too, like, geez, this is probably a far leap, but you know, you talk about working different jobs. Like, the job you're doing now is completely different to the job you were doing when I met you. Like, yeah. Like, you're you driving an excavator and doing earth moving and stuff, which is a bit different to working in a mobile shop. Not much. It's not much <laughs> different. It's just moving crap around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly right. Digging yourself deeper into a hole. Yeah, that's it. Just digging a giant hole. But, like, but it's so... It's so funny. Like, I look at my my father-in-law, Phil. Like, he's one of the best people on the planet. He's been a plumber since he could pretty much walk. Because his dad was a plumber. And he'd help his dad do plumbing. Yeah, then he did a plumbing apprenticeship. Now, he's a plumber. And he's in his 60s. He's not going to go from being a plumber now and go, oh, hashtag learn to code. Like, just go get a job. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to go get a job in the computer industry. So when there's like robot that. plumbers, he's fucked. Yeah. And it's like, I talked to my old man. He was, he ran the production line at Holden for many, many years. But before that, he used to build boats. Like, he built fiberglass boats. So yeah. he built fiberglass boats from the age of about 12 or 13 to about probably mid-20s. Then started working on the production oh, line. I didn't go to uni. No, no, he didn't go to uni. <laughs> no, he was... Um, I think he started doing fiberglass trimming and that sort of stuff for... Because my granddad owned a, a boat building business. He started doing fiberglass. My dad started doing fiberglass when he was about nine. And, um, but that's just... Yeah, it's just what you did back then. Log family, need to earn the money, that sort of stuff. Work. It's like, your hands work and you're... By nine, you're probably already stronger than I am now because my dad's a monster. My granddad would have been like, well, we've got to earn money, so grab a Stanley knife and start trimming these molds. Like, that's just yeah. what happened. So he did that. And so he was a boat builder for years, and then he worked on the production line at Holden. So doing the boat building. That went building, well, didn't it? Yeah, well, he was there for 20 years. <laughs> but he did, um, or oh, 15 years, but he did boat building. So he learned about finesse and doing things really neat and that sort of stuff. Then worked on the production line where they made a car every 42 seconds on the Holden production line. Yeah. So he learned about doing things efficiently. Then he was a tree lopper for years, so he learned about doing big, scary things and hanging out of like a travel tower 75 feet in the air. But that sounds like my dream job. But learned a lot of geometry and that sort of stuff because of, yeah, because of like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, because he's scared of heights. But then after that, he did a, he got his riggers ticket and then worked as a rigger. But his experience tree lopping helped him with being a rigger because when you're dropping a tree and there's a house there and a yeah, shed there, you didn't know, you're not, you know stuff. But a lot of people who are doing the riggers thing, have only ever been riggers, so they've never done anything else. And me and the old man talk about versatility of doing different things. Like for me, most stuff I've done has always been pretty nerdy. It's always been like spare parts and numbers and crap like that, yeah, and computers yeah. and that sort of stuff. But there was a time where I just 
had a big meltdown and needed a change and I was doing a bit of rigging, just slinging hooks around on a crane. I loved it. It was yes. so good. It sounds, this is not a slide on rigors, but I was able to just switch my brain off and it was just awesome. It was Switch so your brain off and just lift real heavy <laughs> exactly, shit. Exactly, just lift. Real heavy, dangerous shit. Lift heavy things. <laughs> but it was probably like, the pay was crap because I was just being just a um, I was just a sling jockey like I wasn't didn't have yeah. any qualifications I was just doing that but I just needed a change I did that for like six months and it was awesome because I was able to just relax I mean working and, outside too for, yeah it, it makes such a difference and I was so wrecked by the end of the day every time like yeah you got the stupid pedometer on your phone that tells you how many steps you do like I was doing what? like yeah, Apple phones. I think that counts the amount of pedophiles you walk past. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, the pedometer. <laughs> but um, it um, yeah, like I remember, I'd get home and I'd look at it and go, "Oh, it says I did twenty thousand steps today," and I'm like, and I, I lost like ten kilos in six months because I've been busting my ass. But then, yeah. but then I saw a job advertised, like my old job, the one around the corner from where you were working. And I'm like, oh, well, that's a lot more money. So I'll do that, go back to being a nerd again. But yeah. but it was so good doing something different. And I think versatility is important, like doing different things. Like I couldn't imagine anyone these days doing the same job for 40 or 50 years. It's not this, it's so different, isn't it? Yeah. Because like, back in the day, that's sort of what you did. You just sort of got your job and then that's what you did. I think now. it's different if you're a business owner. Like my brother's a chippy and he runs his own crew and he it's runs his own It's a bit hard for him to change his job. Yeah, like he's not, he's not going to like... He's nice and dainty. He might become a ballet dancer yeah, or something like that. Like at work in the library. <laughs> <laughs> but like... Can you imagine Pete working in the library? Oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> but like... Shut up! But what's funny is... He's more intelligent than most people I know. But... That's not hard though, Dave. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but doesn't want to... Like, he's happy doing that. And he earns really good money. And he busts his ass and that sort of stuff. And does a good job. And I'm like... That's different because he owns his own business. But... Yeah. I don't know. I think, I guess it's probably different with trades. Like if you go to the effort of learning a trade, you're probably most likely to stick with it for a while. Well, you'd say that, but then I'm a qualified diesel mechanic and... I forgot that you were a diesel mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So before the motorbike shop, you were a diesel mechanic. Yeah, I actually right. forgot about that. Well, hey, what next, are you saying? In, in the next podcast, I'll tell you the story about my diesel mechanic apprenticeship. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll have to do well, that. Well, how long have we been gone for? Long enough. Let's just... Stuff the quiz. Quiz is stupid. Quiz. All right, no quiz this time. Yeah, exactly. Might do it next time. Well, um, I don't know. It's, I actually have more fun around. You know what we should do? We should go inside and eat some meat. Yeah, that'll do. Hey, let's do that. Some meat. All right, well, um, then we'll come back to this. Do you want to do your shit later? Jock shilling? No. Yeah. PSCUnderwear.com.au. Yeah, you so it's... 20 at the checkout. Yeah, so you get protection to mention you get 25% off by using the discount some... code Mitch2020. And you can protect some dick. Exactly. All right, well, we're going to go inside and eat some meat because it's better than talking to you guys. Bye.